This is Hope FM. Well, as you know, every month uh, Emma joins me to uh, talk about uh, having selected the Community Hero Organisation of the Month. It's always a, a difficult choice, and Emma's joining me now. Actually, she's on the phone today because there's a few few traffic problems, aren't there, today in, in a certain famous roundabout. Yeah. Oh, God, it's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm marooned on uh, Camford Heath at the moment. And, of course, it was terrible because you had a terrible fire there at Camford Heath last weekend, didn't you? Yeah, it was horrible. And it was so so close to the houses and all those poor animals and uh, wildlife. It's horrible. Right, yeah, yeah, I realise that. Anyway, it's lovely to have you back in the studio. Now, I know that your choices this month were a difficult one, as always, and they were informed by World Health Day. Uh, t- yeah. t- tell us a wee bit about what happens on World World Health Day. Is it, is it a focus in everything health? Yeah, so um, World Health Day is with um, the um, World Health Organization, and they are this. So this year's theme was around our planet, our house, and it took place on the seventh of April, and it was all about the interconnectivity between the planet and our house um, as individuals, and how we how the impact um, that we can have looking after ourselves can also have on. the world and the planet which is really amazing really so yeah we wanted an organization that could um demonstrate to us that the work that they were doing were kind of was supporting that really so it was yeah it was really really tough now i know uh, every month you you have a real struggle don't you because i know that you get lots of organizations that put themselves forwards in the different categories that you guys come up with uh, this time round, did you have a lot of organizations vying to be in the spotlight yeah, as always, it was such a difficult, um, difficult, difficult decision, and um, uh, it was left down to our team really to kind of um, hear and read all about the different organisations' pitches about what they were doing, and then um, take the vote. So, yeah, it's always so hard. We always have so many organisations. There's so many great organisations in Dorset that are doing great work. So. They no. always, we always want to champion them. Well, you're absolutely right, and and in fact, I'm I'm amazed because up until reading the information that you sent me about the organisation that you've chosen, I'd never heard of the of the work. But as I read it, I thought, why haven't I heard about this? And and what what a, a, a wonderful idea! And of course, uh, Stacey's in the studio, and she's going to be telling us a wee bit more. But now is the time for you to reveal the name of the organisation that has been selected. So over to you to do that, Emma. Yeah, so um, this month's um, Community Hero in the Spotlight was Win on Waste. So um, they, are <laughs> they are a wonderful organisation that helps um, encourage individuals to have big impacts on their community by recycling um, and, have, and making sustainable change um, in their lives to kind of protect the planet and their health, really. So... Um, I, I'm sure Stacey will be able to share all about all the great work that they're doing. But reading about, as you said, we, I, I heard of them, but I didn't know exactly all the breadth of the work that they were doing. So it's just fabulous. And I, one of the things I really liked about uh, reading the blurb uh, was the fact that it's not just recycling, but it's also benefiting people. You know, uh, they, they, they say, I mean, this is probably the wrong thing to say, but you know, you've heard that term, there's money in muck, haven't you? And, mm-hmm. and of course, when you think of all the things that we discard and we think, well, you know, I don't really need that anymore, but not actually thinking, yeah, Blair, you might not need it, but does anybody else need it? It's, yeah. it's, it's a fantastic idea, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And um, the the statistic that kind of um, jumped out at me that Stacey shared in her pitch was the 400 kilos of waste that they have uh, prevented to going um, to landfill, which is just phenomenal amount of amount of stuff just by kind of um, encouraging people to recycle and bringing the community together to look at what 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 as you said what might not be wanted by one might be wanted by another. It's absolutely, it's absolutely uh, huge. So, have you decided on your, on your? I mean, I can't believe that here we are. We're almost out, out of April, aren't we? And uh, we're yeah. celebrating the Maybank holiday this weekend. Are you, are you doing anything special? Um, I, I'm hoping the weather is going to warm up a little bit. I think on Sunday. I think, I think by Sunday it's getting a bit better. Yeah. So, just want to get out in the garden and enjoy spending some time with the family as an extra day together absolutely and and then of course and then, and next month have you decided what the theme is for next month yep so we it is all about children next month wonderful so we, we have got we've we've already had quite a few um people put themselves forward so we're going to be the vote will be taking place over the next couple of days because uh, it's national children's day on the 15th of may Excellent. And of course, it's always at the end of May. It's always the, the, the last Wednesday in May that you come yeah. on and we do, we do this sort of. And it's, I've had some wonderful organisations. Anyway, you enjoy this weekend and uh, I'll, I'll be praying that the sun shines on your lovely garden and you can get out there and have some quality time w- with the family. But I can't let you go before playing your song. And today yeah. you've got Michael Jackson. Now, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't suppose there's rocket science as to why you've chosen this song. But anyway, you tell us the song and why you've chosen it uh so it's heal the world and i just i i, I just i love i love i love the song anyway and i thought it was quite apt emma thanks for me and and uh, hopefully enjoy the sunshine coming your way at the weekend thank you blair bye-bye you. thank you this is hope fm well, of course, that's the wonderful Michael Jackson there with uh, with Heal the World, Emma's choice of music for today. Well, you heard there that the organisation that has been chosen uh, this month to be the, the community organisation in the spotlight is Win on Waste. And I'm delighted to say that uh, Stacey Wood, who's the business manager with the organisation, is in the studio with me now. Good morning to you, Stacey. Good morning. Now, what, a, what an amazing uh, organisation. And I'm kicking myself as to why I'd never heard of it before but of course life didn't start out as as win on waste did it tell us something about how the organization came to be yeah so the organization started in 2013 as ideas to action um the the aim of the organization was local projects to empower local people to to do things in their own communities but it wasn't just focused on waste there were various other things as well but the win on waste project when it launched in 2014 was it just struck a chord with people um, realizing that actually there are things that they have in their homes that they would throw away that could benefit charities and and also they could be safeguarding the environment by responsibly recycling them. And of course, as you quite rightly say, we all tend to be hoarders, don't we? And uh, quite, we've got, I mean, certainly in my own home at the moment, there's loads of stuff that, that 
truth is probably I've never used in years. You know, but you're always sort of some, some thinking about well, maybe you know, maybe they'll, maybe I'll just need that down the line. But of course, uh, that the, the the sort of stockpile gets worse and worse. <laughs> well, I think so. I mean, I think we've all got a draw with like a charger for a five-year-old phone or you know that sort of thing. So, but lots of these things can be of use for charities for either fundraising or their own project work. Um, and it's quite an extensive list that we can deal with. So how did you convince the general public? Because way, you know, way back then, of course, you know, ecology and recycling and so on probably wasn't sort of headlines as it is now. I mean, everybody now, at least most people, recognise the absolute need you know, to recycle and to be responsible and so on and, and of course, not add to landfill mm. and so on. How did, how did you get people enthusiastic about it? Or, 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 or were, were people pretty much saying what you were trying to do right from the off? Well, I think in in the main, a lot of the people that come to us were already at sort of at the point we launched, were already sort of thinking about their own impact on the environment and the, the waste that they use, that they produce. Um, but a lot of this, the, the national attention on, on plastics and recycling can be really be dated from the David Attenborough programme, The Blue Planet. Um, they, there's this so-called Blue Planet effect where suddenly people realise that the single-use plastics that they were throwing away were not going away. They're, they still, you know, they still exist. They're still being washed into the oceans and, and causing, a you know, a, a crisis for, for wildlife. So I think as soon as people saw that on television, they were like, right, well, what can I do? Um, and we offer them a solution to of what they can do as individuals, but... It's it's a collective action with members of their community. Now, right at the heart of it, there's the identification of stuff that you don't need anymore. And so let, let's say that the people listening to us right now had done that and they discovered I don't need A, B and C and D. Yeah. Then what do they do? So there, there's a couple of routes. We... Um, we run monthly waste collection sessions. Um, there's nine areas in Dorset. So pretty much every weekend of the month, you can find us somewhere. Um, and each session has a list of items that they collect. Very common items from milk bottle tops to wine bottle corks to laundry packaging. All these things um, can be brought to us and we'll either divert them to charities that use them. Um, corks is an example. They, they go off to the Dorset Scrap Store who who sell them to crafters and, and various People things like that. People do amazing things, they? They do, yeah. so inventive, yeah. Um, or, or we send them to, to be responsibly recycled. So um, th- that process also benefits charity. Absolutely. And, of course, those charities, that will either it help them to progress their work and mm-hmm. so on, uh, or, or sometimes, of course, they can turn what that waste into cash, much needed cash to support the work they're doing. Yes, absolutely. Um, Another of our projects is uh, we've got two recycling directories and each of them features uh, 30 organisations that want things, small things like I mentioned, like corks or even big things like bicycles and garden tools. Um, 
and you can go onto our website, get the directories, and all of these organisations are listed. You can then make a connection with the organisation and, and donate the items that you have. So all that information, you know, what, what uh, you know, is needed and, mm-hmm. and different organisations, as you said, that are looking for things, that's all on your website, is it's it? It's all on our website, or you can find us on social media all over the place. So what you're looking for is uh, winonwest.org. That's the one, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's dead easy to remember, isn't yep. it? And I guess if anybody Googles that, that they'll they that, should find us. Yeah. Um, now I know that you have you have a number of other uh, projects as mm-hmm. well, but we'll talk about that uh, in a moment. Let's have your first uh, music choice, and uh, this is Big Yellow Taxi. Why this one, Stacey? Um, well, I think as a, it's it's a great song in any case, but I think it's already back in the seventies. It's start, starting to talk about um, the environment and urban sprawl and things like that. So it shows we've been having these conversations for quite a long time now. So. Um, but as I said, a fantastic song. Well, Johnny, <laughs> take it away. This is Hope FM. Now, my very special guest uh, today is, is with an organisation uh, called Win on West, and they've been selected by the Community Action Network as being the charity in the spotlight. So it's it's great that your work is being highlighted, Stacey. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. Now, obviously, with many many organisations were hugely impacted because of the pandemic. And, of course, your organisation has been as well. What was the the fallout from everything that went on? Well, I think previous to the pandemic, we were in um, had sessions in 19 areas in, in Dorset. Um, unfortunately, in March 2020, all of that work had to stop because it was, it's all face-to-face. Um, so it, it really, from going all of that work and being so busy to, to doing none of that work it was it was just a shock um and of course impacted everything from our funding to you know all sorts of things so it's within the we were able to do sort of a lot of back office things so we were able to look at how we work at our um website or various things like that so that that break if there if you had to look for a positive that was a positive but um still it not being able to get out there and meet people and do the work that we were doing it was incredibly frustrating um so last year we were able to to bring back some of the sessions and as i said we've we've got back to nine sessions in dorset um we really are trying to build back to that 19 sessions so um unfortunately a lot of our volunteers have have their circumstances have changed they've moved out of the area and that sort of thing over the time of the pandemic so you know we we are looking for people so what sort of people are you looking for and what sort of work would they be doing so mainly it the work that we do is as i said face to face in community locations um the people that work in in our sessions are so, for example, our um, ambassadors that run our session in Merley, they're local to Merley. They know the people, they know the organisations that are there. Um, so that they're able to say, these are the items that I'm going to collect and this is how they're going to benefit these people in this area. So we're hoping to move back into, in particular, um, Westbourne, Creekmore, 
and um, Parkstone. So we're just really looking for people in those areas to help us do that. Now, I suppose that the stage one is to give you a shout. Absolutely. Uh, how do they do that? Um, they can contact us through our, our website. Again, as I said, on, on social media, um, that's uh, winonwaste.org or um, we're win, win on waste Dorset on Facebook. Um, but just drop us a message we can tell you just a lot more about what we do as an organisation, what we would expect you to do. Um, and, you know, we're just, we, we aim to be a welcoming organisation and I hope all our volunteers would say that that's what we are. So please do give us a shout. And I suppose it's a big teamwork, isn't it? Because one of, one of the things about, you know, volunteers and so on is that you get to meet other people and I guess the, the great release because people have had two mm. years of not being able to, to mix with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, it, we've got some fantastic teams, really enthusiastic and they absolutely know what they're talking about when it comes to rubbish. When it comes to rubbish and recycling they there's nothing they don't know and it's it's really heartening to see i mean we've got 60 volunteers on our books and just to see them coming together to do work collectively for their local communities and for the environment is fantastic i mean it's interesting isn't it that that, uh, that particularly over recent years the whole education process to all of us about the need to recycle mm. and so on has really very much come to the fore but is there still a distance to go i think so i think when you sort of look at things, recycling is very much the first step on your journey. Um, so come to us and recycle. But actually, you by coming to our sessions, you might find out something about how to avoid creating that waste in the first place. So there might be choices that you can make as a household that reduces the need for you to recycle things you could do things just a little bit differently it might not be that much more expensive it might even be cheaper um you know so you can come bring us your recycling but we'll definitely have a chat to you about um, becoming more sustainable so, so there's a bit of an education process Absolutely, as, as yeah. well yeah mm. and i suppose that, that that that's another role of your organization mm. yeah so apart from the the, the core thing in, in terms of recruiting volunteers and obviously uh, collecting materials mm -hmm. and redistributing them yeah. either to individuals or, or organizations is there anything else in the pipeline project wise that you get involved with yeah, we've got um, a project at the moment that we're trying to recruit people for, which is a, a project to avoid um, houseplants, gifted houseplants or houseplants that are, are unwell, um, making their way into the to the recycling or the, you know, the green bin system. So what we would like to do is is take plants and distribute them to um, people that might be a bit isolated or housebound or, um, you know, 100% working from home and just try to give allow them to have the benefits of, of looking after a plant, which, you know, horticulture is, is sort of really well known to help your mental health, um, but also then connect them in a group to, to help you know combat their isolation what a fantastic mm. I idea that is and of course uh, it's interesting really because uh, uh, like uh, I, I love uh, plants and so on but mm. uh, but the, the problem with so many of us is we're so busy that we don't look after our plants yeah. as we should and of course they end up you know uh, 
probably in the recycling. Yeah, you know, a, a thoughtful gift then just becomes, unfortunately, into the green bin. But it's um, hopefully we can we can do something about that. And I suppose you're all also looking for innovative ideas. So I suppose you, you, your eyes are always on the world stage to see, you know, what methods, you know, what new things are people mm. uh, adopting and so on that maybe you could translate into the work that you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are just... It, even locally, there are some other fantastic organisations that are working in the same space as us. Um, yeah, Wimborne War on Waste is another that we work with quite closely. And, it, you know, we need to be making these connections between people that are doing similar work to make sure that we're all, we're not, you know, we're not just repeating the work we're doing. We're all working together to this common goal. So Absolutely. Now, yeah. your, your job title is business manager yes. um, does, is that like many jobs on charities covering a million and one different topics it, it, I have many hats it's um, yes it's one of those jobs it's You're you multitasking. Know, I absolutely yeah have to be so but the, I couldn't do the work that I do if it wasn't if I wasn't supported by the volunteers in our organization because they really are at the coalface talking to people every month you know taking these the recycling items in and you know, they just remain supportive, enthusiastic, and just, you know, they're a really brilliant bunch of people. Do you have to have uh, storage facilities or, or, or are you just simply moving uh, goods around from one location to where they may be best needed? We do have a storage facility for some things because, go, not going too technical, some things, when they're sent off for recycling, they have to meet a minimum weight. So we just keep those items in, in our storage. But a lot of the items, they... As soon as they come in, they can just directly be diverted and, and off they go. So it's a combination of the two, really. Yeah. And of course, what you don't want is is stuff that can't be used. Because mm. I, I suppose, like, I think charity shops sometimes suffer from a load of terrible rubbish, <laughs> unusable <laughs> stuff being dumped with them. Although obviously they do their utmost, you know, to mm. find a place for them. Have you had that problem? Um. <sighs> Not really. What we we try to be very upfront with what items that we can collect in what areas, um, and in general, our donors are fantastic in looking at that information and making sure that they've got the right things. So we don't really suffer too terribly from that, which is fantastic because, as you say, it, it can be a huge problem. So to keep your wheels turning, because obviously you know you, you have bills to pay yourselves and so on. How, how do you keep those wheels turning, and how, how's your work funded? So we're primarily grant funded. Um, a lot of work goes into to, um, applying for, for funding from um, trusts and foundations and various places. As you do. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know exactly with the with the co-op, etc. You you know the, those sort of organisations. Um, but we're we're funded partly from uh, public donations, which are always welcome. Um, but even one person bringing in one item of recycling that contributes to our funding for for some things because when things get sent off for recycling for a certain amount of them we can be paid for that and that supports our work mm. in the future and i suppose right at the heart of this there's uh, making a real difference in the lives of ordinary people i mean mm. you touched there on people elderly people perhaps looking after plants and so mm. on but actually there must be lots of stories that you can tell where actually giving uh, goods of one kind or another recycling them uh, or transferring them f from one person to another has made a big difference either to an individual mm. or indeed to an organisation mm. do you have any stories 
around that that you can say, yeah, that that really did make a big difference, which encouraged you? Mm, I think in general, as we've seen over the past two years, there are a lot of things in our lives that we just can't control. Um, I mean, and the climate crisis as as a big concept seems like something we can't control. But actually, you can control what you're consuming, what you're putting in the bin. And so if that that sort of can enable people to, to see, well, actually, yes, I will do this, I will collect this, I will take it there, and I will deal with it. And this is something in my life that actually I can control. And it's uh, just a, a sort of a more of a sense of purpose. And I'm thinking about, you know, that story about the starfish and mm. on the beach and, and yeah. the, ch- the one young lad is Absolutely. picking them up and... Uh, and uh, Somebody criticises him and says, well, you know, it's not making any difference. And then he holds up a starfish and says, well, it's making Made a difference, a difference to, to that this one. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's true, isn't it? Because I think that, that it's the little things that we can do and which we can take responsibility for that actually can make a huge mm. difference you know, as we all do it together. Yeah. I think when we, as, as Emma touched on, we like to think that it's um, small actions maybe by one household but it can have a big impact because actually when you come to us you are one of 300 households and you're all working towards the same thing and your your end goal is the same so when you sort of think what can my household do to to you know fight the climate crisis well when you come together with the other 299 households that come to us you're you're having a big impact locally nationally yeah and hopefully you know this can carry on so just to recap if you're listening to the program this morning and you're listening particularly in particular areas there there are some target areas uh, that, that that you want to cover just remind us of what those yeah, areas so were we're again. we're hoping to get our sessions back up together in creekmore westbourne and parkstone um but we we need volunteer support to do that so if you if you would like to consider coming to work with us that'd be fantastic to hear from you so check out the website which is uh, winonwaste.org that's right uh, and and the the Dorset Facebook page is Win on it's Waste Win on Dorset. Waste Dorset, yeah. So check that out, and and of course, if you want to talk to somebody, but presumably there's telephone numbers, contact details on the website. All of our contact details are on on social media, on our website. Yeah, absolutely. This is Hope FM.